Hey guys, welcome back to the Faces Motivation Podcast. Here on this podcast, we look to inspire people in motivation, finance, fitness, and overall happiness. Let's roll the intro. You to set a standard that I am going to be the best version of myself for me. I am going to be happy for me. I am going to create the life I want to live for me. And success definitely doesn't come without adversity. There's going to be challenges. There's always challenges. You have to overcome them or you're just going to be weak. You can't just let them define you. You have to change that mentality of want to need. That's the one thing I had to change was, it's not I want this stuff, it's I need this stuff. You've reached the point where you think you deserve a better life. Now is the time to change for the better. And we are back. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us today. Um, I am one of your hosts, Darian Hawkins. I am a real estate agent, basketball coach, factory worker, um, a little bit of everything. If you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at dahawk 40 I may be back on Instagram by the time this episode comes out. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, we'll see. But you can go ahead and follow me at dahawk 40 and that's Instagram and Twitter, and then Facebook, Darian Hawkins agent. Um, Seth? Uh, Seth DeBrulette. Uh I am an upcoming real estate agent slash investor. Uh, work in a factory and obviously the podcast. And then I, I have Instagram. It's just Seth DeBrulette, no spaces, nothing like that. You can find the spelling of my last name on the podcast, of course. And then um, what you'll notice is we have someone new with us. Um, so um, I'm going to allow him to introduce himself, but uh, he's been a part of our team for a while and he's someone that's kind of a part of our circle and he's helped us out a lot. And um, we have nothing but respect and admiration for him. David, would you like to introduce yourself? My name is David Southgate. Um, I'm not going to plug any of my socials. I don't have any public socials yet. <laughs> it's all private stuff. Um, but I just work full time uh, delivering for Sherwin Williams. No, I can't say their name, can I? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. We say, we say I, I toilet all paint. the time. I deliver paint. Um, <laughs> you know, hauling paint buckets around. It helps that I'm between gyms right now. Yeah. But yeah, like Darian's been my homie for the last, what, 12 years? Uh, since high school. Freshman yeah. year. I mean, it's math. <laughs> math. Since the fall of 2011. Yeah, 2011. What is it? 2020. So will be. Yeah. Yeah. 12, 12 years, years, 12 years this, this year. 12 years this year. Yeah. Dang, so. it's been 12 years. Hey, shit. I'm old, bro. <laughs> Seth, hey, listen, you, you know, when we met, Seth was like seven. He's like, how old are you? Bruh. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was 18. I was a fat ass. You was not 18 with me. With me and David in 2011? Oh, when you guys met, bruh. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Math? 20, <laughs> 12, year, 12 years ago, you're um 20 now, so yeah. eight. We're trying to lead you in your finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, moving on with announcements, what you guys um, will notice is from this point forward, um, Chris is no longer with us. He's no longer on our on our on our team. Um, still a really good friend of mine. I've said it multiple times. Me and Chris, we've known each other for years and, you know, we're going to continue being best friends until the end of time. Um, you know, he just decided to go in a different direction to lead a different path, which is, you know, perfectly fine with us. Uh, we support him in everything he does. And 
hopefully he's still out there. You know, he's still going to be out there making changes for the world and doing the best for himself possible. You may see him here and there um, on our YouTube channel, maybe on our TikTok. I don't know. But, you know, he's still around. It's just, you know, he doesn't want to move forward with the podcast. And that's something that, you know, we're okay with. And, you know, we support him and everything. Um, so this episode, we are actually going to be talking about, you know, your social circle and the importance of it. And we're going to do that through kind of dis- <laughs> I'm not cutting that out, by the way. And we're going to kind of do that. And we're going to kind of do that um, through discussing our social circle and the things that we see that's important. And having this discussion, I think, can help us kind of move forward. Obviously, there's more than just us three. Right. But we're the three that's here. Another thing is we're sitting live, right? So we've made a lot of improvements. We made a lot of upgrades. We do not have our studio done, but we're still working on that. Um, I kind of set a new deadline for us, and we'll we'll discuss that later. Um, But, you know, this is kind of like our trial live with, like, the new mixer and the microphones and all that and kind of being together and seeing how it works. And I think it's actually going to work out way better than last time. And also, since we're live, there's probably not going to be many cuts. So if there's a parts they're kind of whack just don't pay attention there's no nothing's going to be whack listen yeah it's than david so pouring water on himself i, I mean that, that's comedy and i'm, I'm <laughs> listen I, i'm not gonna lie when i edit i'm be smooth when, i try to just be like eh, fudge listen when i when i edit when i edit i'm probably gonna zoom in on that part no i'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you I, I think i think it'd be good um i'm human but yeah um i don't think we have any more announcements oh we'll start doing our on street interviews soon um, I think we're I think we're gonna try to start that back up March April well, maybe. Our weather is whack. If it starts warming up, like going back into the seventies, like it was the other day, yes for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I mean it, it should by the end. We like, just near, never get that lucky on a weekend. That's true. Ne- near the end of March, we should be okay though. See, yeah, but Kentucky has like those eight fake springs before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, become spring. I mean, it's it, it was like it was like seventy last week, and now it's like below. Now it's like below forty. It's like 35, 34 today. Yeah wild yeah kentucky's wild you ever move to kentucky just expect just just expect weather to be absolute shit if you uh, don't like the weather just wait 15 minutes facts <laughs> big facts. pretty much big facts all right so without further ado let's get into the show i think we've dicked around enough um so uh the first question i would ask you guys um is what is the ideal social circle how would you create the ideal social circle who does it consist of um, how do the people interact? You know, just the details of that. So ideal social circle, everybody is just always going to help improve each other, whether they have to criticize them really heavily and be harsh, or if they just have to be uplifting. Like if somebody's slacking super hard and you have to dog on them, dog on them, you know, but you know, there's other people take criticism in different ways and that's okay. But you just have to get to know them obviously. And they're going to be in your social circle. So you will, but you get to know them, you uh, help them out whatever way you can, and that's that. Hundred percent, David. Um, the ideal social circle is probably one of like minds, at least with alike goals. So we all want to improve. We all want to get better in our finances, in our health, in our fitness in our motivation. That's the whole point of this podcast. That's the point of our group, really. That's how the podcast got started. The, we don't have to think or act exactly the same. You don't have to search for clones of yourself to have the ideal group. 
because you want a group that will challenge you, a group that will square up to you when you're wrong. Not physically, but maybe <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but you just want to have that trust together. You want a common vision for the future. You can't have anybody that starts drama be in your inner circle. You can't have anybody that doesn't want the best for you in your inner circle. Your ideal social group is one that is made up of people that want to build you up and not tear you down. People that you can trust in that when you're lost and you need a little bit of guidance or you have something on your mind about your future and you're unsure of how solid that foundation would be if you were to step on it, you can bounce it off your friends and say, Hey, I've been thinking about this opportunity. What do you guys think? And you'll get actual feedback that is positive and productive instead of just a criticism by a hater that gives no help. I mean, mean, that kind of brings us back to the whole Chris thing being gone. Like when he stopped doing this, like, of course he's still a part of us. Yeah. And we're we're still going to support him and all that. So this brings us back like exactly what you're saying. A hundred percent. I wasn't thinking about him when I said that, but yeah, (laughs) you said it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I saw him just the other week and you know, we were able to catch up again. It's just we have conflicting work schedules and he mm-hmm. lives kind of far away and stuff. But other than the, the stuff in our personal lives, you know, like we're still homies, even if we don't see each other every day or every week. Right. We're still homies. I think I think everybody should make time, though. Like you should definitely try and make time for your friends. A lot of people don't do that. And that's why they break. But especially yeah. if you're extroverted, you have to have that time with your people. Yeah. I mean, I, I think. um people that hold you accountable, people that allow you to, to prosper. And that I think people, it's really important to have people around you. That's going to get on you when um, you fail to perform because like reality is tough. Reality is tough. And like the, the toughest thing about reality is it doesn't hit you until your worst moment. Right. So a lot of people, they kind of, live their life in like this fantasy world doing whatever the hell they want to da, 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 making bad decisions and then eventually reality comes and it's like bang right and then having good friends there that can remind you listen this is a dark path you're going down the dark road and be honest with you about it because a lot of people they live they like to oh you can do whatever you want and your reality and all this bullshit but you know there's one truth that the world abides by right there's no your reality my reality we all live in reality right and having people there to remind you that hey realistically you're make you're not living optimally you're making mistakes you're messing up you you know there's things you could be doing better having people around you to tell you that and be honest and be straight up on and be straight up with you on that i think that's really important i think that's the thing that a lot of people lack and then when it comes to making time for your friends you know i'm 100 percent behind that i think it's important to be able to see your friends you know every now and then every couple of months i think that you know, definitely you can have kind of long distance friendships, especially mm-hmm. friendships. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, it, it is important to keep up some line of communication at all times to, you know, maintain that bond and keep that bond. And I know like once once it reaches a certain point, you can go two, three years without talking to somebody and you see them and it's just like, you know, it's like you never left. You just you just click. Yeah. Right. So um, I think it's really, really important to have people to hold you accountable and then uh, people that don't when you come to them and it's like, Hey, I need help. They don't necessarily, you know, bash you for your failures. Mm -hmm. 
mm. that they're there to pick you up, right? Mm-hmm. And then when so they say the time to critique how you got there but uh-huh. right now, I need help. Come right. help me. A hundred percent. And then at the same time, whenever, whenever someone does something, good, I think this is so important. I think people forget about this. Whenever someone does something good. Okay. Or whenever your friend comes to you, I don't give a fuck what it is. If they come to you and they say, yo, I just, I, I just worked an extra two hours over, over time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to pay me a little extra money to help me with my bills. You tell them good job for that. Like, yeah, I you think, celebrate it. Yeah, I think that's so important to to remind your friends that, hey, you're doing great. You're doing good when they're doing good, and you're doing bad when they're doing bad. And I think that's important for the ideal social circle. So our next question is going to kind of bring us back to the same ideals as what we were just talking about, but like, which I'll answer it first. But it's basically like, what's the most important thing to you guys in like our circle? See, because for me, it kind of brings us back to what we were just talking about. I was like having trust in each other and being confident in each other. Like no matter what the situation is, you, you know, you can come to them and you guys are going to work it out good or bad. That's just kind of like a slim version of, of it all, but it's up to you guys. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's definitely important to keep your friends accountable to hold them accountable. Right. We always say that accountability is the first step. Your friends can really help you with that. Right. Um, it, it's a little harder for your friends to help you with discipline, but they can help you stay accountable for your actions and stay accountable for your decisions. And I think that's really important. So I think having friends that hold you accountable, having friends that's willing to support you, having friends that can help you in your endeavors. Um, that's some of the most important things in your social circle that you can have for sure. Of course. I mean, having a friend or multiple friends in your social circle that refuse to give up on you. You know, even when you don't want to go to the gym yourself like me this morning, <laughs> I knew that if I showed up in just a pair of jeans, like, oh, yeah, I'll film you guys at the at the gym. <laughs> I mean, you, hey, bro, you would have been working out in jeans, bro. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. would have been working out in jeans. We don't do that here. And we, we had a day in the gym today. Oh, my. Mm. Seth's idea. Seth's idea. Full body. That was Seth's idea. It was crazy. He's wanting to cut. Yeah. I'll be sore tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? That pain is growth, and it's growth that was brought on by the accountability in my friends and my social group, a group that wants to build me up, a group that wants to keep me accountable um, for drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> hey. back from the gym. I said, Darian, what do you got to drink in your house? He goes, water. I mean – it's, it's water. I mean, uh, every now and then I have some like orange juice or grape juice or pineapple juice. Mm. Yeah, I have a problem with soda, with pop, whatever you call it. He's cutting it. He's cutting and, it out, and that's okay. He's cutting it out. He's cutting it out. But um, yeah, it's just important to have people hold you accountable. I think that's something every like most people lack good friends that'll hold them accountable. Most people have yes men in their circle. Like most people have friends, you you will go to them. You'll be like, yo, I just did some wild shit last night. I got super drunk and I drove home and I ran into a tree and the cop showed up and I cussed him out. And then I ran away and they don't, they're not going to be able to find me. And their friends are going to be like, oh dude, that was like, what the, like most, like most of you have those types of friends, have those type of loser friends. They sit around, they smoke weed, they do drugs, they do all this stupid shit. And whenever you do stupid shit, they fucking agree with it as if it's a good thing. And, um, you know, that's just not the people you want. You want people that when you come to them and you, and you tell them 
hey, yo, I just did some stupid shit. They look at you and they're like, yo, that's some stupid shit. Shape you want up. friends that whenever you're sitting there sending fucking pictures of like pop and all this unhealthy shit in the group message that say, yo, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that shit. Don't do, and, like, don't do that shit. I mean, you guys can drink pop, but, you know, it's okay don't, like, like if you don't want to drink it, like if you if you want to stop drinking it, just stop drinking it. That's like our thing. Yeah, you know? that's the thing. It's not even about the pop, really. It's about, you know, the goal of like discipline yourself. Yeah. has power over me and I have a goal to not let it have power over me anymore. And I need people because I'm not strong enough to do it on, on my own. I need other people to check in on me, keep me accountable and say, hey, did you have an L.A. today? Like, uh, yeah. yeah. No. Hey, bro. One of the one of the hardest things is no. That, I had a cherry alley. One of the hardest things. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a smart Alec when when it comes to the, your friends keeping you accountable. You can dog on each other all day long, but like when it comes to the people that you trust, don't be dishonest with them. Don't be dishonest with yourself. That's the first step of changing and setting any goal. Is you have to be honest. See yourself where you're at, and say okay. I am not okay right now. What would make things okay right now? Set that goal. Find yourself a good, honest, positive, accountable group that will check you because they care enough about you to say, I want you to be better, so I'm going to check on you. Every now and then, that's what Darian does. That's what Seth does with me. Yeah, and like like you were saying, like you have to have that confidence and trust in yourself. Like. Mm-hmm. If you can't be confident in yourself, it's going to be hard for your group to, like, trust you, period. And I think if you have a group of, of, of upstanding people and you have a, when you have a group and you have people around you that have high standards, one of the hardest things to do is to go to them and say, yo, I fucked up. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's the it's, worst. It's man. so, like, it's so hard. And then that, that it's also the same when you have a high standard on yourself. So, like, um. One thing with me is like I'm I'm very adamant on telling you guys, hey, I did this, I got this, I did this, I'm working on this, I succeeded at this. Mm-hmm. So if I fail and I have to come to you guys, it'd be like, yo, I haven't, I didn't go to the gym for a week. I would feel like shit. <laughs> Darian is like, I would the... be like, I, I, you know, I hold my because I've 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 put myself in this position to where now my standard is here. Right. So, and I'm not saying that I stay here all the time, right? Like there's, there's times when I fall down, but here's the thing. When I fall down, there's a punishment there. I'm ashamed. I feel bad. Right. I have to face you guys and tell you, yo, I fucked up. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a punishment for my failure. A lot of people don't have punishment for their failure. Like I was talking about earlier, a lot of you fucking fail and then you go to your friends and they fucking, it's okay. It'll it'll be it, it, it'll be okay. You'll do better. That like some stupid shit. It'll be fine if you don't do this shit again. <laughs> yeah. But that's one of the worst things that we're telling young people today is you're okay the way you are. Facts. When yeah. I was struggling to find a purpose and a vision for my future back in college and they said, "It's okay if you don't have it all figured out." What do you mean it's okay <laughs> to not have Yeah. I mean on one hand, yeah, your goals, your career, Everything can change every now and then, but to say you're okay right now that you're lost, you're okay right now that you're unmotivated and undisciplined, it's okay that you're not doing your homework, 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I was on a self-destructive path, and people were saying it's okay. It's not okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's I think not okay. I think Jordan Peterson talked about that. Like, it's never like it if, is the yes. Yeah. It was Jordan Peterson. He yeah. Said, if someone is lost, aimless, hopeless, the worst thing you can say is that you're okay the way you are. No, you're, it's the only way that you're okay is in your potential to be okay. Things can be better. If you were to clean up your act a little bit, take care of yourself like you're someone worth caring for, imagine the possibilities in front of you. It could be exponentially better. Who knows how much better it could be? But it won't be if you're just going to be complacent in mediocrity. Are you going to care enough about yourself and be open? This was a big thing that hit me this week was I wasn't ready to change certain aspects of my life and to give up that control or lack thereof um, until I was open to the possibility that my life could be better, that there was a better plan for me. You know, I'm a Christian. I believe that in the scriptures, it says that God has a plan for me. And I reached the end of me, myself, and I in full control. And I did not want to live anymore. We've touched on episodes of depression and stuff before, but I reached that point and I said, okay, God, I am here and I'm not okay. I don't like how I'm living. It is awful. It is horrible. You claim to have a better plan for me in multiple scriptures. I've gone to church my whole life, but never fully gave my life to you. And I'm still learning what that means, but I had to be open to, a possible better future. I had to have the hope for a better future so that I could actually strive toward it. Since then, my life's been getting a lot better. I mean, if we flash back to December 31st of 2021, we had a New Year's party right here. Mm -hmm. And right at that table over there, Darian, you were asking us um, about our New Year's resolutions. What are we doing this year, boys? Yeah, New Year. Uh, I, I think I said resolutions, but was it's more I like here? no, twenty twenty one. Oh, it was. I was. It was. It's. It's. It's more in line of New Year's goals. Goals for this year. Right. What was the goals for this year? It wasn't resolutions because right. everybody drops those at, at February eighteenth. Let's be. Honest. <laughs> well, well, uh, David, back to like what you were saying, like you know, being Christian and then, like talking about like there's always new plans. That brings me to like my one of my favorite quotes out of the Bible. It's uh, Isaiah forty three eighteen slash nineteen. Uh, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Mm. That's one of my favorite ones. That's I, true. I like to like think back on that. Yep. You can't be lost in the past, but uh, but I'm bringing up that New Year's because six months <laughs> later it was June of 2022, and I was staring all of those goals in the face, making zero headway in mm-hmm. the financially, fitness, everything. I made zero headway and I felt so much weight on myself because I knew if I came to Darien with that right now, <laughs> yeah, he's going to eat me alive. Yeah. Yeah. And then like for uh beginning of this year into last year, when you were coming, like yep. you were in kind of a bad place when we started talking about that. And then you yep. came back to us, you were like, man, guys, sorry. Like, you know, I, my answers were terrible. I didn't get my goals last year. So I'm, I'm not going to hit him this year and now it's changed, but like, again, back to, back to that quote, new things. Yeah. New things. Don't dwell on the past. I have for you to give you a hope in the future. Yeah. 
not to harm you. Um, that's paraphrased out of Philippians 4, one of the verses in Philippians 4. 100%. All right. Um, do you want to continue with your question, David? My question. What was my question? I, oh, I, yeah. I don't write this one. I have no idea. That's your it. question. I kind of <laughs> on it a little bit already, but so what has impacted you most in being part of a social group like this tribe? Uh, for me, it was just like my, my previous social circles. I never had like even like a decent one. No, the like social circles or well, like I had positive support, mm -hmm. but in the, wrong the wrong, <laughs> in the wrong ways, you know, like not, no, no shame on, on my past friends, but like, you know, I never, I never had nothing like these guys. Like I was never pushed to be, to be better. It was just like, you know, yeah, we love you, man. Blah, blah, blah. Let's go fucking get drunk. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even call like that all support. the time. It's just like, you know, it's, it, it's just, this is so different. And it, it was so new to me when I first met you, Darian, and like met you, David, like it was such a new thing to me to see true, like friendship, true trust and true confidence in each other. And like you guys truly like trying to build me up and it just, it changed my life. It changed my life in like a year, you know, like I'm a completely different person than I used to be. And coming from like a non like, really good supportive and trustworthy like friendships i had in the past this is just has been amazing to me um i think it's it i mean it's definitely helped me keep myself accountable so i listened to um eric thomas and this ET. yeah it, it, this this was a while back ago and he was he was giving a speech and he was talking about how you need to tell somebody that's going to hold you accountable of your goals. Mm. Right. Because if I, if I mentally say, if I mentally like, let's go back to when I wanted to become a real estate agent. If I mentally said, well, I'll become a real estate agent. And I just told myself and I just kept that to myself. There's no one to hold me accountable. Right. But if I come to you guys and I say, Hey, I'm going to be a real estate agent. Seven months goes by. I'm not a real estate agent. Hey, Darren, are you still going to be a real estate agent? Like, yeah, like trouble you, in your studies. Like, is there yeah. anything I can do to help you? Yeah, like, like there's going to be something there that that keeps me focused. So I say, you know what? I'm going to be a real estate agent in March. I become a real estate agent in March. I said it. Like I told you guys, and it, and it, that that in it, in and of itself kind of holds me accountable. And um, I think something that we we've kind of not like really talked about is. Your best memories, the best time of your life is going to be with your friends. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I, um, and it was, I that, think, that I think one picture on the wall. Yeah. Like I, I think it was, um, Justin Waller that said he would rather be in Indiana with nothing with his boys than be in the greatest country in the world by himself. Because at the end of the day, that's where you're going to build your memories. That's where you're going to have the best time of your life, right? We can literally sit in my house and do nothing but shoot the shit for an hour, two hours. And that's going to be more fun than anything, than sitting there playing video games by myself, than anything, going out, 
by myself, like anything I do by myself is going to be better with people. It doesn't matter if I have a mansion with all these fast cars and all these, you know, all these luxury, all this luxurious shit, big ass TVs, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't, it's, it's not going to be fun, right? Like if I go out of the country by myself, it's not going to be as fun as going out of the country with, with my boys. Right. So I think that it's really created bonds and it's really created memories. And sometimes we kind of send, send like videos from like Snapchat in our Snapchat group from like years ago. And I like, I sit there and I watch them. And I'm like, you know what? Even um, we sent one not too long ago. And I think, and honestly, it was probably at one of my worst times mentally. Right. It was at one of my lowest peaks. But in that moment, when I'm with my when I'm with my boys, when I'm with when I'm with my guys, it's like all the troubles are, are away and I'm I'm genuinely happy. Right. You're genuinely happy with your boys and you genuinely create memories that will last forever. Right. It's 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 one of the most important things you can do because the present no longer matters in the future unless it's a memory. Yeah, I mean, like that's. It was a great memory and a great night until uh, somebody's cat attacked you. Yeah, I got yeah. Well, like, <laughs> like you mentioning those videos and like what you were just saying, it was weird because you know I obviously didn't like know you guys back then, but but I saw those videos and I seen you in those videos, and you, you just it didn't even sound like you. Like it it didn't sound like true happy Darian and there's a completely like when you talk now and hearing you talk in those videos was like completely different person I, I mean I'll say that my confidence is crazy now like back yeah. then I had no confidence but you know what after listen let, let, let me go let me go ahead and get off topic after you pull yourself out of the bottom of the fucking bottom after you beat your depression after you beat your your demon would and then you know I kind of have a weird weird thought on like actually defeating your demons i think you just grow bigger than them i think you like what you go through will always stay with you like those struggles will always stay with you you just become bigger than them struggles therefore you conquer them you you overcome them david goggins um, calls those his uh they're like memories of conquering stuff he calls it his cookie jar <laughs> whenever he's feeling like something in front of him's too big he pulls out his cookie jar and he's like oh yeah i went through three hell weeks <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like in a hundred, you know, mile marathon in like 19 hours. With no training and no as a bodybuilder. Listen, David Goggins is different. There's something wrong with that man. It's good. Thing, it's he good. didn't start but... built different. He built different. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think once you come out of those, those dark places, once you come out of those hard times and you genuinely conquer them mm -hmm. and you get to a point to where you're, to where you're, you're, you're mentally stable and you've grown and, and you're, you're stronger than everything. Your confidence shoots. You become fucking arrogant. You become caught. Like there is nothing in the future that can happen to me that I can't overcome. Right. They could come right now. Put me in fucking handcuffs and take me to jail and tell me I'm going to be in jail for 25 years. I will laugh in their face and be like, okay, bet. On false charges. Yeah, on false charges. <laughs> I will laugh in their face and be like, okay, bet, whatever. Like, it wouldn't matter because I, I've already conquered everything. Like, there's not like, okay, so I go to jail. I'm going to get out. Like, nothing's going to stop me. Like, you're not going to, like, put me in there. And even if I do, okay, well, you're in there forever. Okay, cool. I've been through worse. 
right? Like, I've been like, jail, I get, you get three square meals a day. The lights are on. Like, I stuck in my fucking car, right? Like, like what are you going to do to me? Like, like, what, like what's going to happen? Oh, oh, Darren, you got to be homeless. Your car broke down. Well, that's cool. Homeless shelter got lights. I don't, like, there's, there, there's, there's nothing that can defeat me now. I have this, this arrogance. And then if I do hit the bottom, since I've already came out of there once, I can do it again. Right. I mean, just imagine when you have conquered all of those things and you've faced the worst enemy, which is yourself, and 100%. you won, there's nothing in this world that can harm you. There's nothing in this world that can stand against you. Scripture says that when God's on your side, nothing can stand against it because he's too powerful. And I believe that to be truth, but it's also about God's promise that he delivered you from the things of your past and he gives you that strength. So I think... God gave you those trials, those tribulations for you to conquer. And now there's nothing on this world that can touch you. You have found peace in your work ethic and your strength in the conditioning of your mind, as well as your body. You are fortified and certified. (laughs) (laughs) Fortified. You know, I, I actually, I actually love that. I get behind that a lot. I think like one of the biggest questions you get when when you're speaking religion and someone's asking about well if there really is a higher power if there really is a god why does he allow so much turmoil well i mean as people that's how we grow that's how we become that's how that's how we become great if we were never challenged if there was no challenge we wouldn't have the inventions we have today we wouldn't have the light bulb we wouldn't have the the architecture we have we wouldn't have any if there was no challenge if there was no struggle the world wouldn't be as magnificent as it is today right so we need those struggles if god took away the struggle there would be no growth there would be no there would be no advancement there would be no moving forward as people and if god again god loves us truly and he wants us to be the best we can be we cannot be the best we can be if he took away the struggle mm-hmm. it, it would be impossible we could not become our best self if, if he took away the struggle so you know again anytime you go through hard times anytime you go through struggle understand that you will come out the other end stronger. You will grow from that. Grow through what you go through. Jordan Peterson right? would put it as pick up your damn cross and bear it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and walk uphill. A hundred percent. The point is to find the ideal and strive toward it, picking up your responsibility and taking care of yourself and the people around you. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, Any other points on that one? Okay. I know we kind of we kind of got off topic, but we did you know get off that's... topic because we were talking about how the how we were impacted by the group. Yeah, but you know that's how that's how podcast goes. It is oh, what yeah, it is. Yeah. Is it is it it is how it is. Um. So uh. So the next question is um. I'm on the wrong page. Oh no, gravity works. <laughs> <laughs> it sure does. So the next question is. Gravity don't affect Darian. I'm so it's glad Isaac. Newton, down. I'm so glad Isaac Newton invented gravity, dude. I'm so glad. Technically, okay, it was so. the apple that hit him that invented it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be screwed if he didn't invent gravity, bro. Yeah, but think about it. Nothing would hold us down. Right. So, um, <laughs> why did I just punch my? <laughs> so, so I'll go. I'll go ahead and ask this. Um, how do we inspire each other? How do we? I, I would each other say, to grow and become better. I would say everybody does it in different ways. Like 
I would say Darian. You're more in a like fucking dog until I do it kind of kind of vibe. And then and then David's more of like a uplifting, like, you know, you got this man, blah, 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 blah. Good cop. Really, really, really uplift. Yeah, good cop, bad cop kinda. But like <laughs> uh it's all pushing towards like the same like good thing, but like you do it in different ways. Like if I like if I fuck up, Darian's gonna be like, yo, you're a piece of shit. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, he's gonna dog me and I'll, I'll, I, I, and, and well, Dave, you know, I might say that, but uh, more, more akin, and I'm sure you, you guys understand this, but just to make it clear, it's yeah. not you're a piece of shit. It's more like you're acting like a piece of shit. Yeah, it's and a like, wake up call. It's right. like, what are you doing? And yeah. it makes us go like, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. and then, and then Dave, oh, I'm doing something bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being unproductive. And then, and then, and then David will just David will say something like, you know, don't let it be a failure. You. Don't let this. You got this. Don't let it keep you yeah. down. He's not going to say it's okay because no. you know, like we just said, that you don't do that. But like, you know, okay, he's Darian just gave you the wake up call. Now, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. You're, you can't sit there ignorant anymore. What are you going to do about <laughs> this thing? Yeah, I think you know um, personally, and I've kind of went back and forth. I think a lot of times I can be extremely tough. I think I think a lot of times I can be extremely hard on you guys, but at the end of the day, man, it's kind of made me realize that I really don't have pussies around me. Like I I I, I really don't because you know the way I've lit into some of you guys and you guys were able to you know kind of take it and say you know what it's out of love, right? Mm. And at the very end, and then like I don't even expect you guys to always agree with what I'm saying. Right. But at the end of the day, you know that it's out of love and it, it it's it's not harmed our friendship. It's not harmed our circle of anything. I think it's made it close. It's made us closer. And I like I respect the hell out of that. man. Like, I, I really like I, I really do like a lot of a lot of people, a lot of you guys listening to this podcast, all of you guys watching this podcast. You guys are straight pussy. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I, like, I know I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Right. There's um there's a saying out there. It says if 100 men go to war, OK, 10 percent shouldn't be there. 80 yep. percent are target practice. Nine percent, nine percent are soldiers and or nine percent um, do most of the work. And then one is a warrior. One is a warrior. Right. So out of 100 people listening to this podcast, most of you guys are straight pussies. Most of you guys are target practice. And about 10% of you guys, you like, you like, what the fuck are you even doing? Right? So if I was, if you guys were in my circle and I was to tell you, hey, you're acting like a piece of shit. You're not doing anything with your life. You're not moving forward. You're not working. You're sitting around on your ass fucking chasing this. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on this and I've been doing this for like 10 years and I'm going to be like, yo, you're a fucking bitch. You're not doing shit. You're not working on anything. You're not becoming better. If I told you guys, if I talked to you guys the way I've talked to these guys, you guys would be like, you know what? Theory is a fucking asshole. I don't, I don't want to be. <laughs> We're going to cancel him. Yeah, Theory is an asshole. I don't want to be around him. He's acting like a mother. You guys, and and most of you would just w wouldn't be around me. You you would just leave. You would you say you know what, whatever. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing, and then 50 years would go by, and you'd be like, oh, I'm nowhere in life. 
Yeah. I didn't reach anywhere. I didn't get anywhere. And you guys couldn't take it. Most of you guys couldn't take it, right? These guys sitting at this table, and even even some of them that's not here today, have proven that they are strong, have proven that they are strong-willed, have proven that they are hard workers, have proven that they can take constructive criticism, have proven that they can hear a harsher version of the truth and take it and kind of run with it. And that's something I can respect and admire. And that's something I respect and admire because, I mean, it's literally proven to me that I'm not surrounded – I'm not surrounded by pussies. Like I'm surrounded by strong people who are willing to do better, who are willing to listen. Now, maybe not the first time, maybe not the second time, but they are willing to at least hear the words and say, you know what? It's out of love. I'm not going to take this personally. Right. And then again, there's always David there to kind of, I guess, soften the blow. Um, I don't really soften the blow. It's just make it more uplifting. It's it's a way for the message to get in without causing blunt force trauma to the outside. <laughs> like, Darian will hit you with the bat of truth, and I'll be like, you realize why you picked the bat up in the first place? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like he's not just swinging at you because he's mad at you. He's mad because he wants you to be better. He wants you to do better, and he loves you. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Another piece of scripture that just rings true as a bell. We sharpen each other. Who you have in your circle matters. Who you are in your circle matters. Uh, because if all of us were like Darian and just, you know, constantly criticizing each other of how we could be improving or calling each other out, that would be good for accountability. We would fight a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we have to recognize the love that's there. Yeah. If you don't think about why this is being said, then you're just going to take it on the face value and be like, man, Daring was mean to me. Daring was so rude. He didn't have to word it that way. He should have coddled my, to my feelings, no. <laughs> <laughs> which is something that, that this Darian would never do. Feeling because yeah. the truth yeah. can sting. But then yeah. when you think about why the truth is being said to you, uh, I can't tell you how many times as a football player or even a you know, basketball player, whatever, in the youth leagues, a coach would just dig into me and I would get so frustrated. I'd like start to cry. Mm -hmm. So I'm like crying under my helmet, <laughs> you know, doing the sniffles and, uh, everyone else is like, dude, it's, it's okay. Like you don't gotta cry. Like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> coach tore into me. He's a meanie. He tore into me. Mm -hmm. Well, why did he tear into me? And you know, uh, I can't remember which, coach it was but just you know why he's yelling at you right it's because he knows you can be you can do better you can be better that's why he's yelling at you right if he didn't care about you he wouldn't even open his mouth this can kind of bring us into our next like next thing because i i think that sometimes like our attributes and the way we treat each other can also be sometimes flawed like like i think David, I think you're too nice sometimes, of course. Sometimes. Like, there's times you're too nice when you just need to be like, hey, you know, shape the hell up. And, <laughs> no, it's true. I, I can and, be too agreeable. And, like, Darian, sometimes you're Which not you as straight was. up as you need to be. Like, usually you're pretty straight up, but there, there's times, like, you ain't. You know, yeah, like, yeah. there's times where I, I think you just get lazy and you're like, I really don't want to tear into him right now, but 
I think it, there's some I, things you need to work on sometimes. Like sometimes you need to be more straight up and shit. But like, like, what do you guys think? I'm, I'm sure I know you guys probably have some shit to say about me, of course. But like, what do you guys think our like biggest flaws are? Basically, as a, as a group as a whole, um, group individual anything. Yeah, I would say as a group as a whole, I, I think it's you know getting together more. I think that like, I think one thing that we really really need is is i think we all need to sit in the same room like soon mm. like yeah. all um, our whole five, group six, not just up, six of us, us three yeah six of us you know we, we all need to, need to sit in the same room that's we something really that i think is a little past due um personally i think that every friend group needs that and then um you know i'll, I'll say this for myself i uh, well i mean i guess we i guess we talked about this not too long ago mm-hmm. i need to start like letting you guys know when i'm struggling I think, yeah that's a, yeah. that's another big thing because darian is not a man to admit when he's flawed because he hates it he cannot admit an l man he can't do it I like like e- like even if it's a loss he'll be like it's not even my fault <laughs> he'll just, yes. like like so, the other day i tried to I, I went with your parlay on on uh bro you're tripping sports gambling you're tripping and and, and no, no, no. Giannis got he was hurt, so bro. for sure he was Giannis, so for sure no, was, okay Giannis okay what about the other two what about Giannis the other two got hurt. i can't help it james Harden is not a hooper that was 625 dollars <laughs> hey, listen james Harden ain't a hooper bro i'm sorry uh, no i mean Harden, it's my fault no. i shouldn't have put Harden on it Harden, Harden, hit. Harden hit Harden hit Harden hit on mine Harden hit on mine, yes, he did. Okay, DeAndre Ayton's not a hooper, bro. I don't know, bro. Fuck. I'm not even talking about that one. I'm talking about the $625 one I missed. Oh, you're talking about Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards Anthony and what Edwards was his name? And, uh, uh, Vuc- uh, Vucevic. Vucevic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards and freaking Vucevic, bro. Oh, my. Bro. Uh, I mean, okay, you know what? You know what? You know what? Yeah. Okay, it was, my it, fault. To be fair, it was only $25. I lost, and there was a chance at winning like 600 So, like, listen, I mean. Listen, Vucevic and Edwards are usually not Listen, Anthony Edwards scored 18 in the first quarter, fam. And then he ain't never done that. He ain't no, ever done no, that in his career no, ever. He had like 14, and then in the second half, he didn't score shit. No, he didn't. Uh, so the uh, third quarter, he scored like no. I think it was fourth quarter. He scored like two points. Like four. Like no, second quarter he scored like two points. He scored 18 in the first quarter, like two points in the second quarter, and then like the third quarter he went off, and then he scored like four points in the fourth. Ladies, I was like sick, this but is not no. a sports podcast. <laughs> it's not. It's not yeah, a but podcast. Darian, did I mean, no. Okay, listen, listen, no, dude. Yes, I fucked up your parlay, and I even <laughs> pause because I even came to you and I told you, hey, bro, just do whatever John said. Like, don't listen to me. Do whatever John said. Not, Why not? Yeah, after after the parlay was except screwed. except for the except for the Donovan Mitchell one. Donovan Mitchell needs to go on your parlay. Donnie, bro. He needs to go and get probably. Ja upset me so much. Ja Morant. He was six points. Six points, bro. Six. Six. All right. Um, All right. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's to, return. Let's biggest return flaws. Biggest flaws. Let's Sorry. go. Let's go, David. Biggest flaws, man. I get complacent. I just get complacent in my surroundings and whatever I'm doing. If it's low energy, if it's low motivation. I'll sit there. I will ignore something that should be handled, and I will procrastinate. That's one of my absolute biggest flaws. After this podcast today, i got to go home and clean. Something I've been putting off. Man, man me <laughs> too. Uh, I, I think procrastinating is so easy to do just for all human beings. You know, every, everybody in, in themselves is like everyone procrastinates. Mm-hmm. Like, 
there's there's no saying that. But like I'm I'm pretty bad about it. Uh, I did, that's just something we all gotta. Everybody gotta work on. I think so. That's, everybody got to. It's hard. Um, I you just have to get into a habit. Yeah. If you can create so, if you can make something a habit, then you know you're not going to procrastinate it. But it has to become a habit first. Mm-hmm. So that's that's you know kind of the barrier that's there, mm-hmm. right? Like if you do something the same thing, if you do the same thing every single day and it becomes a habit, you're not going to procrastinate it. Like no one ever procrastinates going to work. <laughs> I mean, and then um, and then obviously there's a uh, <laughs> yes they do. I can't tell you how many times I was late before this past week, and I was finally on time. Shout out to my boss. Lame. What up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's it's one of those things. If you can make it a habit, then it, you you don't procrastinate it. You just need to get used to it. Get get into some type of routine, and then you know it just it just it just gets better. Um, but like, yeah, but I have trouble procrast- getting started. So what do I do? Yeah. I can't remember who I heard this from might've been Jordan Peterson and I'm paraphrasing, but you have to think about how much worse off the future is. If you don't tackle this dragon while it's a tiny wizard, you know, if you throw into a massive dragon, it's going to eat you. (laughs) I I mean, the beginning is always the hardest step just starting and like, it may not even be just starting, but like right after you start and you're like, damn, you know, this is, this is harder than I expected. Mm -hmm. That's when a lot of people quit. 100%. Kind of like the 500 push-up thing we did. Like I did not even start. Like, uh, I said no. Like, like we started. started uh, no. Like, I mean, we completed it. But, like, we, we did like, it. Like, what was said in the video is, like, you know, a lot of you are going to start it. You know, you're going to do good at the start. You're going to get, like, 150 in. You're going to be, like, damn. And then you're going to quit. Yeah, you're going to be, like, well, that was good. Like, like, that shit happens, man. 150, good. No, nah, you, 500. Yeah. You right, said right. 500, do 500. I mean, I mean, we did it. We did it. Yeah. But like, like, I, I mean, it's only 500 pushups. It's not like we don't, it's, it's we don't 524. We don't got to brag a shit ton, but like, it's, I mean, it's a mental thing. Most people, yeah, more mo- than most like, people do. Yeah. Like most people, <laughs> like most people would never complete that. Dude, dude, we was, <laughs> we was breaking down at work doing yeah, we push-ups. Was in there, yeah. We was on like, doing pushups. Like, like the, <laughs> The line would stop and we just get out. <laughs> push ups. Like, hey, twenty right now. No, um, I mean, I, I think like if you can reach a point of accountability to where you simply just say, "I'm going to do something," and you do it, that's that's ultimate, yeah. right? And that's something I'm really trying to hold myself to. Like, if I say I'm going to do something, I really, really try to do it, and I'm trying to watch my language. So if someone asks me to do something and I may not be able to do it, I try to, you know, make it clear not to say, well, I will get it done because I really want to hold myself to if I say I will do something, I do it right. And I'm trying to get into that habit so that it becomes a habit so that any point that I would reach where it's okay, well, I'm getting a little complacent. I just need to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this today and it's done. It's done. I say it is done. Right. So that's that's you know something I'm um, doing to help me with that. So um, and when something becomes a habit, it becomes a program that runs in the background. It goes from I can't remember which hemisphere of the brain it is. It might be the right one is where your active attention and consciousness is, and then it as you're building that habit and doing it over and over again, it then goes into the left hemisphere of your brain, which you know makes it so that your breathing is not under your direct control because your body's just breathing on its own or the fact that you don't even think about walking anymore. When at one point we're all little babies that can't walk, you know, we just do it. We hold our balance and 
and we're able to do those things without thinking about it. So the, the right hemisphere kind of builds that program and then it ships it over to the left hemisphere and that's your habit. Dude, dude, another kind of like random question I want to ask to you, to you two is kind of like, no, what, <laughs> bro, <laughs> what, what are you guys most excited about for like our, like our future? Like, where do you see us in like five years? Like, what are you guys most excited about? And yeah, you know, that's it. So if we're, I mean, if we're going short term, because five years are short term, I think uh, five years from now, we'll all be, you know, um, well above financially stable. So I think we'll all be traveling the world at that point together. Um, I'm really excited for that. Hmm. Traveling with friends. You're doing it this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're going to Greece this year, but like, I think like five years from now, it'll be like three to four trips out of the country, you know, with your boys. Um, maybe we have some businesses together or we're, we're probably going to start getting into some businesses together. I know we've talked about some things we can do. And then um, if we're going even further in the future than that, if we're talking 10, 15 years, I think at that point, you know, we'll have families um, and I think we'll be extremely well off. So I think even though, you know, most people, when they start getting, you know, early 40s, mid 40s, early 50s, they kind of slow down. I think that will really speed up. Like, I think that's when we're going to be living probably the best years of our life at that point. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to, you know, five to, to t five to 15 years from now. Is that what you're most excited about? Oh, 100%. I think, you know, being with people who get to travel together, who get to spend time together, who get to raise families together, who have that type of bond. Um, I think that's one of the, you know, best things you can ask for out of life. I think for me, the excitement is out of just like pure curiosity because right now, you know, like we have no idea. We, we just know we're going up but we have no idea what our lives are going to look like in like five years. My excitement comes, comes through that. Like, like, from the like, like where are we going to be sitting five years from now? And at, at, like, we're not going to be at this table, you know, like, <laughs> like what, hey, what the hell are we doing? Like five years from this point right now, that's just crazy to me. Like the curiosity of like, you know, where the hell are we going to be? You know, that's just. It's insane. It is yeah. insane to think about, isn't it? Yeah, because you never really know. Um, okay, so David, do you want to shoot the um, your your second question? Yeah. So, second question would be, what red flags do you need to be weary of when creating your own tribe? Mm. So, if if one of our listeners were to ask you, how do I make my own tribe? What would that look like? And you know, how would I look out? for the red flags of a tribe or the red flags and other people so that I don't bring chaos into this group of accountability and trust. I would say, of course, you know, the, the biggest one is of course, just like first before anything is trust and making sure they have confidence in themselves and in you. And like, sometimes you have to throw some shit tests in there, but you know, whatever way you can figure it out, uh, just know you can trust them know they can help you build like know that just they're not going to put a negative impact on your life hmm. like you just got to pay attention there's a lot of things you got to look for there's little things you got to look for there's big things 
it's just some are obvious and some really aren't. Sometimes you don't you don't see it until like a year after you met the person. There's flaws. There's always going to be, but sometimes you won't see them. You just got to look for all those little things. You got to read people. You got to be good at reading people. I think. Um. So there's a a question I ask most people I meet. Um. Where do you see yourself in five years? Right. If it's if the answer is oh, I'm not sure. I'm just kind of going day by day, or if it's something extremely basic. Well, you know, I think I'll I'll graduate college by then, then I'll be looking for a job or I'll have a job. Um, that's a red flag because they have no idea where they're going. Someone who doesn't know where they're going, they're, they they don't have a path, right? And if you bring them along, then, you know, you're kind of, you know, even if you have a path, if they don't, they're kind of steering you away towards nothing, mm-hmm. right? Because they're not going anywhere. So that's one thing. Um, I look for... Um, Social, like social, adequacy. Uh, social adequacy. Yeah, social adequacy. Make sure that they can, you know, carry a conversation. Make sure that they, they can be clear. Um, make sure that they can speak in some form. Make sure they have some form of confidence, yeah. right? Um, and then, you know, I would say, someone who has ideals and morals and firm beliefs, right? I think that's something that gets overlooked. We like to get we like to get involved with people who are kind of shaky, who have shaky foundations or who are like open-minded to a lot of ideas. Mm. But, you know, it's, it's one thing to be open-minded and to say, okay, well, we can agree to disagree on that. And then it's another thing to just be open-minded and say, everything's okay. You have to stand for something. Right. You'll fall for it. Yeah. That's, that's (laughs) the other big thing is like, you got to make sure they stand for what they believe in and they're not just, Mm -hmm being agreeable and just agreeing with everything you say just because they want to, you know, just because they just want to be liked. They have to like actually stand for it. You have to see that. That's where the trust and the confidence comes in. And make sure that they have reasoning. Like, yeah. I, I think it's so like, it, it kills me. Like you'll ask somebody like their opinion on something and they'll give you an opinion, whether they agree or disagree. That's like, we can disagree all day, mm-hmm. but give me a reason why you think that even if I disagree with the reason, don't just say, well, just because, or don't like, like, like one of the stupidest answers, if you're asking about something in like, from like a society, societal perspective Mm -hmm. is when they say, well, it doesn't affect me. People can do whatever they want. Like, that's not a fucking reason. (laughs) Like that is not a reason. Like people, one, you don't believe that no one believes that people can do whatever they want as long as it doesn't affect them. Right. Because if you was driving down the street and you seen someone get stabbed, you're calling the police. Okay, it doesn't affect you, right? You're not getting stabbed. You're just going to keep driving and and you're going to go home and you'll probably be fine, but you're going to call the police. Right. So you obviously care about societal issues, even if they don't directly affect you. So explain to me why you care about those, like come up with an actual reason. Right. If you give me an actual reason for your beliefs and why you believe those, I don't care if we disagree. We can disagree all day. I think like um, even like me and David, I think we disagree financially a little bit, but he has very good reasoning on why he believes in his financial views. And I have reasoning why I believe in my financial views and we can kind of disagree. And I don't even think he's necessarily wrong. Right. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. I think there's just, you know, there's different alleyways and, you know, and that's fine because there's reasoning behind that. But when you say, well, I'm just going to go into a massive amount of debt because uh, I uh, want to. Yeah. Be, uh, well, I mean, I want to live my life a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not a fucking, it's not a yeah. fucking reason. <laughs> it's not my, a reason. My dad and I are wired very similarly <laughs> mentally. And so we get along pretty well in most aspects. 
but as he's getting older, I found that we're button heads a little bit more mm-hmm. in various aspects. But there was one, I was on the phone with him the other day, um, talking about, uh, you know, my dad is a grown man. I'm a grown man now, but I still look to him for guidance sometimes. Yeah. And so whenever we were talking about, uh, like my car and how much I still owe on it, you know, what would be my plan going forward, blah, blah, and how I regretted going into a massive, well, for me anyway, it feels massive when the actual value, it's not very large. And I can clean this up in about a year time. That's, that's my goal. Keep me accountable. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But whenever I was talking to him, he said a phrase that kind of irked me because I I like to listen to Dave Ramsey's uh, podcast and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of Dave ish, which they frown upon. It means that you're kind of doing what they do, but you still kind of think, you know, better. Right. But what irked me was my dad said, yeah, but that was good debt. I was charged 23% interest and was bent over by a certain motor company that I'm not going to mention. (laughs) And I smiled when I signed that contract. Right. But it was because I needed a vehicle that was reliable enough to get me up to the next city that I worked in and back, you know, because my car was failing me. So my dad saw that as good debt, even though I saw it as a asset that was depreciating value. And it was something that was hindering me from building wealth and from mm-hmm. growing and moving forward. They felt like chains on me. My dad said, no, that was good debt. And it's like, yeah, no dad, it's yeah. not. I see what you're saying. And so he challenged me and kind of made me see it as, okay, this gave me the opportunity to keep making my bills and to get a job that paid better and keep it over X amount of time, probably like two, three years now. So I get what he was saying. Right. But that really only applies to things like real estate. You know, you purchase an asset that increases in value. So like we, we talked back and forth a little bit about the difference between good debt and bad debt. Right. You know, it's not like I went out on credit cards and spent 20 grand in credit cards and maxed them all out. That's 30% interest. If you're doing that, you're trash. (laughs) Fix your life. Um, But, you know, even just between my own dad, my own family is to have that difference of opinion and a willingness to speak about it. We don't have to be the exact same. So in a, in a, that's a roundabout way to say in a social group, you don't have to agree on everything. You don't have to be cookie cutters of each other to have a good social group. I would actually argue it's the opposite. Having everybody in an echo chamber is actually a hindrance to growth because you're not being challenged. You're not giving any reasons as to why you think that way. Right. You're not expanding your, your mind and your idea of reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, you know, moving on and we're, we're going to start closing up here soon because we're kind of tight on time. Yep. Um, so the importance of these discussions and the importance of these questions is to understand like the type of people you need around you and the type of people that's required to grow, the type of people to make you the best person that you can possibly be. I think that a lot of people out here doesn't don't they don't even understand that their friends are shitty. They don't understand that their <laughs> friends are like actual trash, that their friends are hindrances. 
right? Like they don't under like they don't understand this, and they don't understand that you know there's people around them that in, inhibit them from being the best person they can possibly be. Um, so that's kind of be afraid to let those people go. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You have to say like, "I'm sorry, you're living your life your way, and it, it doesn't really agree with how I see the world." I that wish part, you the best, but bye. That part of life really does suck is is pushing people away. Like it is really hard, but you can't like let yourself be weak because if they're impacting impacting you in a negative way, they, they need to go. I, I do want to point out if they're not bad people, they can yeah, like, they can still be in your life. It's yeah, just it's like, not like you just need to distance yourself. And like what's what you'll find, right? What you'll find is you distance yourself from the negative people. Maybe you hang out with them once a month, go to go to dinner or something. You don't really, you know, they're not your every day or every week guys. You see them every couple of months or whatever. What you'll find is as you move forward and they move backwards, that gap in your relationship starts to widen. Yep. Right. And then you'll realize, well, they were, you know, they, they are were, not yeah. inner circle people. They are right. outer circle people that will continue to orbit and fall further and further away a hundred percent and then they'll kind of just fall to the well fall to the wayside and it really won't bother you at the end of it it's just going to hurt at the beginning and then you know at the beginning you know every couple of months you see them you hang out you talk maybe you text here and there um but you know aside from that you know you you you, you'll move forward and they'll stay here and then that gap will widen um so I think the last the last part of this discussion discussion that we have, and then we can just kind of graze graze through this. Well, I guess we 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 touched it, but we'll kind of recap it. Um, why groups are important? Just an open discussion on why groups are important. We'll just kind of go around the table and start with David. Okay. Um, why groups are important? Because we are social creatures. We are wired to be together in tribes. Back to our earliest ancestors. We are meant to have discussions with other people. We are meant to face struggles that are too big for us to carry alone. We're supposed to face that with other people. We are designed as social creatures to find others like us, similar to us, maybe not like us at all, and be challenged to grow as iron sharpens iron. You're rubbing those pieces together to make them sharper, and they both get sharper in the process. We're meant to compete with one another. We're meant to communicate with one another. We're meant to uplift each other. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah, I agree, David. Like, uh, like I don't think, like, being an introvert is really a thing. I think it's more like not being very socially adequate. And I, I believe you have to have people that help build you. And if you have nobody, you know, being alone sucks. Everybody knows that being alone sucks. Introverts still have their people and they get peopled out in like large crowds, but that's okay. Like, like I don't, I don't, I don't care who you are. Like you say you like being alone, you know, eventually that's, that's going to get to you. People have to have people like it's, it's always good to have somebody to, somebody to build on, you know, uh, somebody to go to when things get rough. I think everyone needs it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if if I touch the introvert thing, I do think there's people that don't necessarily like large crowds or large groups of yeah. people. Um, but there's nobody that just doesn't like people. There's nobody that would 
prefer to be alone every single day of their life. Yeah, as opposed to, yeah, as a, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I hate it when someone tells me, oh, I'm, a, I'm an introvert. Like, you're probably not an introvert. You probably just want to select few people around you. Yeah. Right. And as opposed to as opposed to having like a hundred people or a thousand people, you probably just want to select few people around you that's going to be there for you and to select few people that you like, but you still want to but you're still gonna to want to go out into the world and experience the world and meet new people. Like you're still going to get excited shaking the hand of someone new and interesting and fun, right? It's just you may be a little more picky about who you actually want to talk to. You're and, not and, and I mean you should be. Like like people should be picky about who they who they keep around that's like the whole point of this whole podcast that we're doing right now is like you know you should be picky about your social circle like you have to be picky about who's in your inner circle and you also have to be picky because of your time time is the one commodity you will not get back most most are you going to spend it with people that are going to waste it or rip it up in front of you or are you going to spend it with people that are going to challenge you and uplift you the most valuable commodity that will ever exist is time. I always say this, you know, you can't create it. You can't make more of it. It's going away every second. Boom, 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 boom. Time's gone, right? Every second you're losing it. You don't even know how much of it you have. Like it could, like you might have an hour. You might have 10 minutes. You might have 20 minutes. You don't even know how much of it you have. You might have 14. Yeah, you might. (laughs) (laughs) If you're running a podcast on a tight schedule. Yeah, you might have 14. Um, So, yeah, you know, um, the introvert thing, it's kind of weird. Maybe people are just shy, but you can grow out of that. You can develop that. Um, and we've had discussions about that on the podcast with Front, the Franz episode. If you guys want to check that out, conversation with Go Carter Go. Um, yeah, so that's all we have. Um, so, you know, any closing thoughts, anything you guys want to say? I think we hit everything, man. All right. Well, again, we are the Faith is Motivation podcast. Faith is Motivation on everything except for Instagram. We are Faith is Motivation POD. Um, we have a lot of content coming out, especially our TikTok. Our TikTok's about to go up. TikTok's about to go up. We'll have a thousand followers on TikTok within the next, you know, month or so. So, uh, I mean, I'm saying it. I'm saying it right now. Well, what, what? What's the date? What's the date? What's the date? 18th. Okay, it's February 18th. Let's say March 30th. We'll be we'll be at a thousand. We'll be on 1K. Hold me to that. No, we're going to hold each other to that. No, hold us to that. Thousand followers on TikTok by March 30th, 100%. Not a doubt in my mind, actually. Not one doubt in my mind. All right. But um, yeah, so follow us on that and uh, help me out with that substantial claim. We need 500 more. So faith and motivation on everything. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Deuce. Peace.